Welcome to the first audio-only episode of Beyond with Nicole with my co-host and conversational collaborator. Welcome to the show, Jacob Adler. Thanks for having me on. I'm honored to be your conversational collaborator today. Today's episode of Beyond is brought to you by MoonPay. MoonPay is your portal to Web3 where you can transact with peers globally and own your digital identity. MoonPay makes it fast and simple to jumpstart your Web3 journey. Quickly use your debit or credit card to buy and sell crypto and purchase digital collectibles. Visit MoonPay.com to get started. You spend a lot of time on Twitter, Nicole. So much. Elon, the other day, tweeted, Instagram makes people depressed and Twitter makes people angry. Which is better? They actually posted that on the Beyond the Interview Instagram page. Yeah, I did because it was trending. Explain to me what the heck is going on with Elon right now on Twitter. I feel like everyone's subtweeting. People are leeching onto him in almost like a parasitic way for their own engagement and clout. He's tweeting like five times a day sometimes, and he won't tweet for like two days. Memes, deleting tweets. Like, what's going on? First of all, I have tried to tweet at him for my own engagement and clout. And but Andrew Tate did quote tweet you. Andrew Tate did quote t- tweet me. No so, one's talking about that enough, by the way. I know. So I think with Elon, he's become a very controversial figure and he, he has power right now on that app. And we've talked about this before, but people always want somebody to blame for their problems. That's why people talk about government and politics all the time. People blame religion all the time and religious figures. That's just the name of the game. Right now, Elon's in charge and there are people who know that if they get in there and if they there are people who know that if he, they get in his good graces that it will incentivize him to respond to their tweets um, to come potentially come to their Twitter spaces um, that's the kind of game that people are playing on Twitter the other side of that coin is if Elon is the enemy and you tweet against him your position is against him. You will get engagement from those people who significantly dislike him. So either way, if you absolutely can't stand him or you love him and put him on a pedestal, those two positions will get a lot of traction, no in between, and that's how it is. And I've seen the same thing with critics and supporters of Andrew Tate, and I've seen a lot of people grow very fast on Twitter just by posting constant tweets praising Elon or Andrew Tate or the opposite. And I'm a little jealous of their engagement, but I can't bring myself to that level because then I, re- I lose the respect of the people that I actually want to have nuanced conversations with who work in tech, and some of them are billionaires themselves, but they want that engagement from Elon because no matter how much money they have, they are still in the game of wanting clout. They want those numbers to go up on their tweets, their followers, whatever. And so I see the way that they praise Elon and try to destroy the people who don't like him And I look at that and I'm just like, wow, even these 
billionaires who have achieved massive success are sitting there and kissing Elon's ass. It just goes to show you that it's human nature to want attention and to want validation. I, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you will still want that. Really interesting because when I posted it on the Beyond stories and I said, which is better? Instagram, which makes you depressed, or Twitter, which makes you angry. The poll showed that people said Instagram was better by a landslide, which is crazy because I think the complete opposite. I think that anger can be a useful emotion, whereas depression is completely debilitating. And I don't understand how people chose that answer. You know, even me, sometimes I look at superficial things and they're not necessarily superficial. Like, you know this, I do want to be with someone who's successful, but I also want to- Who doesn't? But I also want to be with someone very successful. I mean, some guys don't care, frankly, what a woman does. There's, There's that angle of it. I've seen a lot of guys in this city go for- a girl's looks, mm-hmm. a girl who's significantly younger, and they're just the provider. Mm. I've seen that dynamic so many times. And even seeing that has has made me a little insecure because I'm like, wow, when I was in my 20s, like, I could have had that. And by the way, I had that. It was not as great as people think. Whatever relationship I, I end up in, will be very different than anything Mm. I've ever experienced because of just who I've become. Would you ever date someone or go on a date with someone if you saw them making TikTok videos in public on the sidewalk? I'm obsessed with that phenomenon in LA. That's a really good question. That's like a half serious question. If I saw it, if I saw it. Say you like went on a date with someone and then a week later you were driving and you're like, oh, that's the guy I went on a date with. And he was making a TikTok video in public. 10 people on the sidewalk how'd you feel i'm like yo like i i don't know if i could do that (laughs) but i feel like my immediate reaction would be like no i mean what if it's just killer dance moves though i mean the dance never turned me on like that (laughs) i think to be honest i think my ideal situation would be would be to be with someone who doesn't crave spotlight at all. And I think that, you know, even now that we're doing this podcast and I'm going to be out there more, I I really, like, I have to do, I feel like, exercises where I make sure that I'm not reaching for validation. Like, mm. if something goes viral, I don't want that to ever mean anything to me other than wow, this is great that that impacted a lot of people. I never want things like that getting to my head. Just to clarify, you wouldn't date someone if they were doing a TikTok I don't think, dance on the I don't think I don't think I could just because I think I would get really annoyed. Yeah, I'd be annoyed too. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay, so at, le- at, least, at least we can through process of elimination, eliminate 
that a certain subset. Yeah, from, yeah. from our from our pool. So okay. I'm making progress. Yeah, I'm making progress. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though. I mean, you you're effectively an influencer. You've been an influencer. You host conversations. You curate conversations. Is it ever draining? Like when you meet so many people, and in the back of your head, you're probably just like this person is just trying to transact, you know, whatever value or like promote their own brand or is that part of the game? It used to annoy me, but now I'm like, that's just part of the game and I don't judge people at all for it. And the other thing that I do notice is how a lot of very successful people, especially on social media, they, like Gary V, for example, he will give an interview to anybody. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care who it is. He will literally give his time to someone he met on the street and he'll give equal amount of time to that person as like Oprah. I'm mm. not kidding. He has people come into his office all the time. I have my friends have pictures in his office, like tons of them. You know, he acknowledges a lot of people like he he just loves the hustle and he loves being around it and he loves being around people who are like starting from the bottom because he knows that game because he's done it himself. And, you know, as this journey, as I'm on this journey, there are some people who I get to interview or be on stage with that are like way bigger than me. And I'm like, oh my God, I used to like watch this person all the time and like listen to their interviews and you know listen to them talk about their book or whatever that I get to be on stage with and then I have people who message me who are like hey can I interview you or do a Twitter space with you and I'm like you know what I actually want to be interviewed by this person one because okay maybe they're not that big but I can make my mistakes there <laughs> two um, I feel like I'll, I'll learn a lot and it's, and it's humbling and it reminds me of when I started. And I just think it's good to have that balance. I think it's good to never be so full of yourself that you're just like, I'm only going to interact with people at the top. Like, and by the way, you can make someone's entire day by saying yes to them. Like if you have any level of just even by like, smiling at someone, oh my, just by saying smiling, hi. It's, if you give people <laughs> your time, even if it's like a 15 minutes and they get to interview you, you make their, and not just that you make their day, then they're like, okay, this person said yes. After, after a bunch of failures that they've probably had, they will just, it'll inspire them to keep going. So why wouldn't you want to be that person in someone's life? Like that's, I don't know. I never want to lose that. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to someone that quote-unquote, wants to make it? My number one advice would be take the word make it and let it evolve as you progress because some of the things that you thought would make you happy or some of the people that you thought you looked up to, they are not going to live up to that image. I've talked to you about this personally, about many of the people in my circle or people that I've had interviews with that I thought they were one way and they were another way. And I had to accept that I projected an image onto them and I thought that's who they are and that's what success is and that's what I need to be like. And then I realized, wow, this is so far from what I thought is right 
so far from what I value and so far from what success actually is. So, for example, I think it's cool to have a number in your head of how much you want to make. I think financial literacy is super important. I think people should make a certain amount of money where they can just do whatever they want with their lives. I really believe in that. So I think being rich, wanting to be rich is good. I think that realizing that that won't be the number one factor in how happy you are, though, is so crucial because the real the real thing that makes you happy is the quality of your relationships. Um, I heard Justin Kahn, I think he either tweeted it or said it, the founder of Twitch. He said something like, I used to not be open to people who, who I'd meet, who they wanted something from me or it was a transactional thing. And then I realized that even those can be turned into meaningful relationships. And I was like, wow. So here's an example. You know that conversation we had with Luca mm-hmm. about, about drip and flexing and yeah, whatever? Yeah. I very much know that when I walk into a room and I'm wearing, you know, a designer bag and my hair looks good and my makeup looks good, I, people are nicer to me. They're likelier to wonder who I am. Um, They just want to be around you more. The way you present yourself, unfortunately, people will react to that. So I can be strategic about that. I saw Alex Hermosi tweet this the other day. He wrote, It's a wonderful feeling when you share something you've been ashamed of with the world and realize no one cares. I think everybody lives with that. Everybody has some secret or story or you know thing they've done or said that they replay in their head over and over again and they're like oh my god this is so embarrassing i'm so ashamed i can't believe this happened i can't believe i did this i can't believe someone saw this i can't believe any you know any version of that um and it made me realize how many people like keep these stories on a loop in their heads over and over again when they could just let it go. And honestly, nobody cares. And if you did something stupid or you said something stupid or you had an experience that was shameful, you can work through it and get over it and do dope shit in the world. And I want to end on that. Today's episode of Beyond is brought to you by MoonPay. MoonPay is your portal to Web3 where you can transact with peers globally and own your digital identity. MoonPay makes it fast and simple to jumpstart your Web3 journey. Quickly use your debit or credit card to buy and sell crypto and purchase digital collectibles. Visit MoonPay.com to get started. I pick it up, beat it up, I'm never on the freeway.